And whenever I work with clients, I really try to put myself in their shoes. Like they're making big financial commitments when they buy a rental property, especially when it's your first deal. I mean, you've been working for a long time to save up your assets. I really appreciate how difficult that is. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hello, and welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. This is Heather Marchant, and I am here without Ron today. Ron is taking some much-needed family time, has some family in town from even out of the country. So I am going to be interviewing Craig Feldmeyer today from our team, and I'm super pumped about it. Ron and I have talked about interviewing you, Craig, for probably two months And what, yeah, the topic and everything has been planned out. So this isn't anything on the fly. This is definitely something that was in the books. So we're super happy to have you. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Heather. Look forward to uh, being done for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I would normally spend a little bit of time giving an intro and be all fancy, but that's mostly what we're going to be talking about is your background. And I think it's really pertinent to people listening and the career path that you've chosen, where you've come from, how you've arrived here at RP Capital, I think has a lot of takeaways and a lot of lessons for people. So I'm super excited about this. So thanks for joining us on the show. So my first really thing I want to cover and jump right into is your background. And when we first met, gosh, it's been a few years. I don't even know how long it's been, but I'd have to look that up. Our first conversation, 2017. So four years ago. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's crazy. We go way back. So why you chose your career at that time and a little bit about how you arrived at that, I guess. Yeah, sure. So I, you know, I've always been really interested in finance, investing, personal finance since I've been a little kid. And I always had this mindset of the two most important things to take care of in life are your health and your wealth. So those have kind of been the cornerstones of a lot of my thought process. And, you know, both my parents are entrepreneurs and are very much go-getters and said, you know, once you go to college, it's on you. You got to take care of yourself. Uh, We'll help you get there. But then, you know, the world is yours. So I've always just loved the concept of investing, of growing your money, of Mm -hmm. using compound interest as your friend. You know, you read about it in books, you hear about it, but then when you actually see it um, happen to your own portfolio, to your own money, it makes a big difference. It becomes real. And so it was a very natural fit for me. I was a finance undergrad and I had my master's in accounting. So I took a job on Wall Street as soon as I could. I was super excited, very fast paced. I wanted to be kind of in that financial world just for my own education Mm -hmm. and then really to help other people. That was kind of my mission. I really wanted to help people grow their assets, get clarity over their financial lives. I know it's something a lot of people struggle with. There's a lot of very successful people out there who just don't know what to do with their money. And that yeah. was my passion. It was really to help people you know, get clarity over their finances and really help them reach their goals. Hmm. So talk about what you did right out of college then. Yeah. How did that show up? So I went to school uh, at Penn State in Pennsylvania um, and always really dreamed of working on Wall Street. So really just started interviewing with a bunch of different banks uh, with different accounting firms, really kind of wanted to be uh, be in that world. So I spent a couple years um, on the accounting side uh, and then quickly transitioned over to Wall Street. So I worked, I was young, I think 24, 25 uh, at the time. And I was able to uh, land a job on an ultra high net worth investment team. So there was about six of us. 
we managed about $4 billion in assets. So a lot of wealth. Just to be a client of my teams, you had to have at least 25 million in liquid assets. So I was really working with a lot of very, very wealthy, influential people, helping them design their portfolios, talk about what their needs are. You know, at that level, it's a lot about, it's not, you know, how can I, you know, get cash flow to live? It's a lot about how am I going to plan my legacy? How am I going to be very charitable, you know, starting foundations? So a very great education for me, just in terms of, you know, how the ultra wealthy work and live and really how these huge, massive portfolios are designed to help their lifestyles and also to help what their charitable endeavors are. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, it sounds like it was exactly what you were looking for, right? Helping people grow their wealth, helping people give back. That's pretty cool. So I know at some point, though, you started wanting something a little different. So what was the catalyst there? Yeah. So I, a few things. I was there for about eight years and you're pretty much on the clock 24 seven. There's a lot, it's a very high stress environment. I'm on the desk at 7am dealing with a lot of pre-market activities that need to happen, doing a lot of trading throughout the day. You're in client meetings, you know, the markets close at four on the East coast, and then it's kind of taking care of all the stuff you couldn't do throughout the day. It was a great job in my 20s. I actually met my wife at work as well. We met chatting over instant message at 10, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's uh, I, I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> we both woke up one day. Yeah, I'd say we were in our, our early 30s at that point and wanted a, just a different lifestyle for us as we started mm-hmm. thinking about family planning. Um, is that really the lifestyle we wanted? So we took a big leap and moved to Florida. We moved to mm-hmm. the Tampa area where I have some family and I took a different job. So still in the financial world, but more on the analytical side um, of the business. Very, very data heavy, very Excel based, a lot of financial mm-hmm. modeling, which was just not my personality uh, at all. And I, I quickly realized that. <laughs> You're a people person a lot. I can tell you enjoy. Yeah. People. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. And it's funny too, as I was growing my stock portfolio, Um, And I was thinking about making a transition. I was saying to myself, it's great that I have these assets, but the problem is they're not paying me any cash. And what do we need every month to pay our bills? We need cash flow. We need liquidity. And I didn't necessarily want to sell out of my portfolio every month in order to get cash flow. You know, I don't know if if the people listening are, if you understand dividend yields, but it takes millions of dollars to invest in dividend paying stocks, really just to meet, I'd say a very basic kind of lifestyle. So it takes a lot of money to get there. And that's when I started doing some research around, you know, buying assets that would produce cash flow. So that was my intro into the real estate world. As we were transitioning down to Florida, you know, through a bunch of different conversations, I found RP Capital and was able to uh, luckily enough be introduced to you. Yeah, that's so crazy because you were a client of mine for at least a couple of years, gosh, three years or so. And I think that shift happened. I think that's so fascinating, that shift in mindset of this is what I do. You obviously understood it very well. I don't really understand stocks, right? (laughs) That's not my my game. Um, And so I actually had someone ask me, hey, if I had 100,000 to invest, where would you put it? And I said, well, I don't really understand stocks. So I wouldn't put it there. I mean, I understand on a very base level, but obviously you understood that game enough to understand that it wouldn't give you passive income, right? So 
I think yeah. that's really interesting and an interesting takeaway out of the story. So when you took the leap and moved to Florida, you stayed in the industry. We had several conversations buying rental properties, but then you reached out to me last year. Was it last year? Yeah, it was. It was last year. Yeah. July, August of last year. Yeah. Because I was in Charleston when you called me. I remember where I was standing. Isn't that weird? Like I remember being so caught off guard. So at RP Capital, I had been working on training up a team and training them to do what I've been doing, right? For several years. And you called me at like just the right time. You know how sometimes those conversations happen. And I think that's also a takeaway from this is paying attention to the timing of things, right? And like sometimes the stars align and it's just right. I don't feel like it's just the stars and my personal beliefs, obviously, but you know, it just feels like this fortuitous thing that it's just, okay, here, here's what's going to happen. And it's just the right connection. So when we chatted, I was actually in Charleston and at the beach and I was near Ron's house and we'd been meeting my RV trip last year. So I remember talking to you. So you reached out to me and said, Hey, Heather, I'm kind of exploring, just totally doing something different. And I love real estate. And I looked at your background. I knew your background, right? Because we'd been talking for a few years and I thought, wow, that could be really powerful to have someone on the team that really gets the stock market and understands why I don't invest in the stock market, right? You probably still have funds yeah. in the stock market because you get I do. It. <laughs> I do. I, I still love the stock market. <laughs> we can talk about you know, the kind of the pros and cons to all different types of investing. In terms of you know making the jump, I was really hesitant to call you. My wife, I give her all the credit for kind of lighting the fire under me because this is you know this is during COVID at this time, so we're both working from home, and she had never really kind of understood what I did at my new job. And I'd been there for a couple of years at that point. And she said to me one day, she said, you just sound miserable on the phone. Really? I didn't even understand. She goes, I can tell you're just not, you're not yourself. You know, I'm a pretty extroverted guy. I'm usually in a really good mood. And she just said, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Your whole demeanor is just not where it should be. And I told her, I said, I don't like what I'm doing. It's just not for me. I need to find something different. So I was on the hunt for another job. I was thinking about working at a different bank, you know, maybe going back into the wealth side. And, you know, my wife said, if you could do anything, what would you do? And honestly, the first thing that came to my mind, I said, you know what? I think I want to do what Heather does. And she said, Mm -hmm. okay, why don't you call her uh, and just ask? And I said, there's no way it's a (laughs) company. They don't have room for me. It took her a while for her prodding me to say, just call her, just call her. And finally I did. Super glad I did. You know, as you alluded to earlier, the timing just worked out. And I think the good message is you really only have one life. You've got one career. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, you know, talk to your spouse, game plan on what you can do in order to really make sure that you are in the right field doing what you are supposed to be doing on the short time that we're here. Yeah, I totally agree. I was telling a friend what I do professionally feels like a life's work at the same time. Like it doesn't feel like I look forward to Mondays. That's one of our fundamentals at RP Capital is that we love Mondays and it does feel that way. Like I look forward to all of our meetings and getting together as a team. So I think there is that drive to do something you love, right? Sometimes that's not necessarily super easy for people to do or to make that shift in your situation. Amy was working. And Mm -hmm. so making a shift in career wasn't totally terrifying (laughs) financially, right? To totally move and do things Um, different. Definitely taking a big leap. But you know, my wife and I had a long conversation about the runway it would take for me to kind of build up to my 
the income I was used to. And so just kind of understanding yeah. what the risks are and having a plan in place is the key. You don't just want to blindly kind of jump off the side of the mountain. You definitely want to have a plan in place. Do your due diligence when it's the right time, make it happen. Yeah, totally. And I think you're a good example of that because you had done a lot of research. Mm-hmm. You'd been working with me, right? You knew what I was doing, how I did things. So you had an advantage coming and moving on to our, you were an account manager first and now a sales agent investment consultant as well. So it makes it really an easy transition in a lot of ways. So I want to talk a little bit about how your background has helped you in assisting clients in acquiring real estate. Yeah, I think too, especially when you're in any type of client service role, When I was on Wall Street, the level of service expectations are very high. On our team, there's no voicemail. So when you're a client of mine on the wealth side, if you call one member of our team, your call will be picked up and somebody will get back. Which is because, I mean, there's so much competition for assets on the wealth side. Like really, you put people into different investment portfolios based on their risk tolerance, based off of what their return goals are. And so really, the differentiator is going to be the service that you give. Mm-hmm. And so I've really been trained from a young age that client service is super important and really no more than on the real estate side. So I was really kind of able to naturally take that skill set from one industry into this one. And whenever I work with clients, I really try to put myself in their shoes. Like they're making big financial commitments when they buy a rental property, especially when it's your first deal. I mean, you've been working for a long time to save up your assets. I really appreciate how difficult that is and just really the commitment it takes to making such a large investment. So for me, it's really important that my clients are very well seen and heard. I tell everyone, I say, you know, this is investing. There's going to be a lot of rewards, but there's also going to be risks. Not everything is going to go smoothly, but I will communicate with you. And when things go wrong, when there's conversations that need to be had, I'm going to be the first one to make those calls and we'll walk through and find a scenario that's going to solve some problems. And so I think just kind of yeah. taking your mindset into any type of client service role is really, really important and builds a lot of trust with your clients. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like a lot of feedback I've had from clients over the years is that I'm available and that I answer their questions quickly. And that's been a driving force behind them wanting to share my contact information with family and friends, right? Everyone being heard, being listened to, that I'm not brushing off their concerns or frustrations or whatever (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. the process. And setting those expectations that things aren't always going to go right. (laughs) I mean, right. I think that's a really important part in working with people and setting realistic expectations. One thing we do when we meet with clients is we say, what are your expectations, right? (laughs) Of us, of me, when I'm meeting with people individually. And I love that. It always catches people off guard and they're like, well, what do you mean? My expectations. And so for you business owners out there, if you know what your clients expect of you, then it's that much easier to fulfill on it. I mean, most of the time, when they tell me what they expect of me, I'm like, well, that's kind of easy. Do you have any other expectations? Like that's what <laughs> they'll say, they'll say, respond to me, mm-hmm. answer my questions, be honest with me. And I'm like, I already do that all the time. So anything <laughs> else? Like any other yeah, right? expectations? So I think that's a really cool takeaway from it too, is if you know someone's expectations, it's so much easier to meet them. Definitely. So very cool. Your background with understanding stocks, has that been of benefit? Oh my gosh, definitely. Because a lot of people I speak with have a lot of money in the stock market. And one of the cool things about personal finance 
it's just what it sounds like. It's very personal. So there's not a mm-hmm. one fit size all solution to every scenario. So when people yeah. have a lot of money in the stock market, the first question I like to ask is, you know, look at your personal balance sheet and every investment that's on that balance sheet should have a purpose. If you have money in a 401k, you should really understand when you retire, what does it look like when you take draws from that account every month? How do you make those sales? How do you think about taxes? Mm-hmm. If you have a million dollar portfolio, how much can you withdraw every year in order to not to run out of money? You should have the answers mm-hmm. to those questions. And a lot of people I find out, especially when you're in a 401k or just doing stocks, you're kind of on autopilot and you know you should be investing in something, but you don't understand why. So I would say, you know, if you've got annuities, if you've got bonds, if you've got stocks, if you've got insurance products, just talk to your financial advisor if you have one and find out why you have those assets. For me, I like the stock market because there's a lot of liquidity involved in the stock market. It's very easy to get in and out of positions. I like researching companies. I've done a lot of due diligence and I can see a stock take off in price. One of the things I don't like is that I have no control really over what the company's management's doing. So there's other stocks I've done a lot of research on and there's some crazy event happens and the stock will tank. With real estate, with stocks, they have liquidity. With real estate, you have leverage. And when you understand leverage and how to use leverage properly, it can be a game changer in how to multiply your wealth. And with real estate, it's a tangible asset that I can physically go and see. I understand it. The pro formas to review are pretty easy to understand. And then once you understand really kind of how the cash flow works, what are the risks? How do I think about reserves? This is going to pay me every month. Our idea is obviously helping people reach financial independence, whatever that means to them. And for me, real estate was the easy answer in order to kind of achieve those goals. That's why I try to think about, I ask them, why do you have these investments? What do you like about, does real estate make more sense to you? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but let's have that conversation. Yeah, for sure. I think cashing out the stocks can be a little scary, tax consequences and things like that. You have to make sure you have a plan. I think that's smart to ask those questions because I think that's why I ended up cashing out my husband's 401k because I wouldn't have been able to answer any of those questions, right? Right. I'm like, this this is not something that's working for us. And it wasn't gaining value really very quickly at all. And I said, man, even if I had to pay penalties, I took it out under the CARES Act. But even if Mm -hmm. I had to pay penalties, it would have been worth it because I understand real estate. I know how it works and I know what to do and I know what kind of returns I can expect. So it was like a home run when I cashed it out. But Like you said, that's not for everybody. (laughs) Some people, that's not what they want to do. And it wasn't a large sum of money. So it wasn't like I was totally making a huge shift. But so what differences, you've mentioned a few, but -hmm. are there any other differences that you've seen between the two different investment options like stocks and real estate? Yeah, I'd say with real estate, you definitely need to be a little bit more of an active manager of your own portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have property managers assign each of our properties I tell people that, you know, when you work with RP Capital, you are an investor, not necessarily a landlord. That said, Mm -hmm. it's really, really important that you think of your real estate portfolio as a business. And you need to make Mm -hmm. sure that business is running as it should be. You need to be making sure that the property managers are doing their jobs. I've had some great experiences with my properties. I've had some experiences that have not been super fun, but I've been aware Mm -hmm. of what those risks are. And so I'm ready to tackle them. I'd say with real estate, you need to be a little bit more of an active manager as opposed to on the stock side, you can kind of just reinvest 
there's not much you technically need to do. But I think with that additional level of active management, it's not even really that active, just kind of overseeing your portfolio, the returns I think can be significantly better than the stock market. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always been a no-brainer because of the four rates of return, which mm-hmm. stocks can't do, and having control over the return that you have, right? <laughs> having control exactly. somewhat over raising rents and adding value to your properties with renovations or what have you. So it's so fun to me. But I also, because I don't understand it super well, my dad had tons of stock growing up. So I learned from him quite a bit. Sure. But other than that, that's about it. So I think there's some cool takeaways from our conversation today in choosing a path that makes you feel alive, right? Whether (laughs) it doesn't have to be perfect. Not everyone has the luxury that you've had, Craig, in totally transitioning, but it's been a fun ride and fun to watch. You're the only person I've ever worked with that's been a client that's transitioned to a member of our team. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I've never had it happen before. (laughs) But I knew that it would be a good fit where you had your background that you had. So Mm -hmm. you did have to get a real estate license though, which took a hot minute. I did. I I took so many financial exams after college and I really thought I was done test taking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Always learning though. That's one thing I love about real estate is it's not stagnant. There's always something new and different to learn. So I find that really interesting. So I think another takeaway that I heard too is knowing why you have the assets that you have. So I think that was a really good thing for people to take account of what investments they have, why they have them, what their plans are, right? For retirement. I think those were really smart questions that you had. So some good action items out of this chat today. This is one of the many reasons why I thought you as a guest on the podcast would be a really good fit because of your experience and what you've brought to the team. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Heather. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back again. Maybe we'll have a deeper dive on stocks or something and understanding it better. So yeah, that'd be awesome. For those of you listening, we'll look forward to seeing you next week when Ron will be back. But for now, get out and make something happen this week. Craig gave you lots of good tips for a stock investment portfolio and even a real estate portfolio. So go out there and make something happen this week. Understand your investments. Thanks, guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.